and welcome to Quinn the Bull in the post shoot apocalypse. I'm Ben. As always, I'm hanging out with Mike. Hello. Claire. Hey. And Pete. Hey. You still sitting on Mike's sofa. <laughs> I'm actually in stuck the, to it. In now. the same clothes yeah. they wore the first episode. I think I've become part of the sofa. <laughs> Peter, the sofa of Merge. I'd like to welcome <laughs> the sofa as well. Yeah. Today, we're going to talk about North Sentinel Island and the Sentinelese people who live there. Most isolated tribe in the world. Yeah, they're still Stone Age level, and it's kind of interesting. And they've had they're a bit naughty as well. Mm. They're like a naughty tribe, <laughs> like the Aztecs. They're a bit naughty, aren't they? The Mayans, yeah. the Mongols, a bit naughty. Take no shit. Take no shit. A bit cheeky. Before we start that, we'll just thank some. I'll read out some new and returning listeners from the from any names that jump out at me. First one, yeah, Taman Rasat in Algeria. Welcome. Mm. Bonjour. Neighbor in Colombia. Hang on. I've been watching anime. I might be able to get this. Shinjuku Ku of J- in Japan. Oh, not too nice. bad, yeah. yeah. Oh, I think that was a good effort. Yeah. Antofagasta in Chile. Madrid, Spain. Scott City, Missouri. Spring Valley, New York. Contenu in Benin. It's a new one. Leatherhead in the United Kingdom. Surabaya in Indonesia. London and Thornton Heath in the United Kingdom, respectively. Frankfurt and Maine, you're back. You're in the top ten this week, mate. Well done. Abidjan in the uh, Ivory Coast. The capital. Is it? Didn't know that. Abidjan, isn't it? They say it. Ah, well, yeah, could be that. Atlanta, Georgia. Chandler in uh, Arizona. Alacarad and Hanares in Spain. Boardman, Oregon. Ashburn, Virginia. Grand Rapids in Michigan. You know, the United States. And Guadalajara, Spain. I want to go with Grand Rapids. Sounds like a cool ride. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it does. Thank you guys. Thanks, you definitely don't want to go to North Sentinel Island, though. If we ever get a, a listen in North Sentinel Island, don't be made up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> One of them's got a phone on the sly. <laughs> washed up. Yeah, phone washed up, but he's fucking. I don't know if he gets signal, to be fair. It looks beautiful. <laughs> Golden sand all around it. It's a little slice of paradise. Yeah. It's Sentinel Island. It is unlike any other place on earth. It's home to a fiercely independent tribe known as the Sentinelese, and it is both ferociously dangerous and worryingly fragile. Now, on the map, North Sentinel Island looks like any other idyllic spot in the Indian Ocean, fringed with beaches and crystal cobalt waters. It does look like paradise. It really does. And it lies in the Adaman Archipelago of the Bay of Bengal. It's about 90 miles off the coast of India. They should so set the next bloody Bear Grylls survive, <laughs> survive things on that island. Just chuck them on there. It's like, yeah, you know, guys. No, like the 16... No, he's not going there. There's bricks. no hotel. <laughs> the random bricks on there like that. Go on, guys, go survive. <laughs> he's laughing to himself. <laughs> Only if you give them a red coat and a musket. <laughs> Let's go back in time. Let's do that way. North Sentinel Island, however, isn't like any other. It has been described as the hardest place in the world to visit, which is saying something because you've got Chernobyl. Huh. Mind you, you can go there quite easily. Well, you can't go there quite easily now because Ukraine's a bit of a hot spot. Yeah, Hope you're all ready for that. Subject for a different day. Hope you're all ready for the Western Front in Ukraine, guys. See you there in a couple of years. Uh, <laughs> well, Chernobyl, Joking, they, you won't get that far. Sort of tours around mm. it and stuff. They've uh, so. pretty much covered it now, haven't they? Mm. It's got that big sarcophagus over it now. Mm. It's only going to last 100 years, though. Check out our Chernobyl episode. Check out our Chernobyl episode, which, absolutely. I want to go, to be honest. I want to go to Chernobyl. It's on my list. 
just so you can hold a Geiger counter and, and hear it going. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> and it is home to the most isolated tribe in the world. It's North Central Island, not Chernobyl, which must draw certain similarities, I guess. They're pretty isolated now. Yeah, there's still, still, people, in there. still people gone back to Pripyat. Some um, people never left. Small people. No, that's true. Well, they came back a few years later. They did. Everyone left, and they kept they drifted back. Oh, did they? I yeah. don't think. I'm, I'm pretty sure that they, ne- they said they never left. Yeah, it's stunning that little island. Look, we're looking at an overhead shot of this island, guys, and it is beautiful. It's got reefs. It, yeah, you can see the greenish, Sorry, blue traffic. coral reefs, and it is absolutely stunning. Yeah, it's unspoiled. Yeah, ah, oh, somewhere you'd love to go if you could. <laughs> So for an estimated 60,000 years, North Central Ireland has been home to a fiercely independent tribe that has violently rejected contact with the outside world. And it's been pretty violent. Isolated for 60,000 years. Yeah, these guys are still in the Stone Age, allegedly still in the Stone Age. So they've missed the whole Bronze Age, they've missed Iron Age, they've missed... I, I don't think they can even make fire. Nah, it must be. Nah, there must be a fire. I don't think there's any evidence. They've, they've fashioned steel, so they it must be able to heat they it. They haven't fashioned steel. They have, because it was washed up. They, they, they went from having flint arrowheads to steel ones, because stuff's washed up off shipwrecks. Yeah, they wait for lightning, and then they keep the embers burning. We'll get into it later. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure they don't know how to make fire. Yeah. I, I don't know about that. I'm, this should be a fire level. Mm. They know nothing about astronomy. They know nothing about sailing. Well, we don't know they know nothing about well, yeah. anything because no one ever speaks to them. We think. It's all speculation, yeah. isn't it? I guess. Yeah, but from those videos we watched from, was it 1991, Mike? We watched mm. some videos before we started the pod. 87 and 91, I think, when some National Geographic people and some scientists went to see them. Yeah, there was an Indian scientist who was quite interested. He really wanted to make contact with them. But Lobbing coconuts at them. Pretty mm. <laughs> much. They love coconuts. Yes, it is. It's, it's untouched. It's unspoiled. It's paradise. It's what all of the earth must have looked like. Looked like at some point. Yeah. yeah, but they just they've got no concept of you know they don't even know that we've gone to the moon and fo- you know what I mean well, they've missed yeah, out they all of human history. Yeah. Yeah. they missed they missed the Renaissance. They yeah. missed the Middle Ages. They missed the Roman Empire. They missed Ameri- the American Empire. Have we got they missed the, Christianity. <laughs> they missed Christ- all the religions. Some might argue that's that's quite a good thing. Yeah. Have we got a size of this island? Is that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, cool. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Pushing ahead. Oh, it's 72 kilometres squared before the uh, 2004 tsunami. Uh, how many? 72 kilometres squared. So, you're talking what? I'm trying to work what what that is. In actual, about, um, how many miles across kind of thing? Oh, um, it's roughly an area of 140-ish miles, I think. Maybe, yeah, after, no, no, less than that. After the earthquake, large parts of the coral reefs that surround the island became exposed, extending the island's boundaries by as much as one kilometre on the west and south sides of the island. Wow. It's got a bit bigger recently. The tribe of north, the Sentinelese is estimated anywhere between 50 to 400 individuals. No one knows, because mm. they only ever see the people that come to the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's how many they've counted on the beach and then gone, well, we know there's that many, so it's at least that many yeah. up, up to maybe 500. Yeah, because most of the island's surrounded by thick forest. What if 
there's a massive. They could be. They could be like underground dwellers, for all you know. Do you know what I mean? They could have like a, like an underground colony almost down there. If you, you don't know, do you? If nobody's ever been on the island to see, it's it. It'd be unlikely, you know, because the only reason why you go underground is to avoid harsh weather up on the top, and it's nice, beautiful weather. I suppose. Pretty hot though, isn't it? So where well, yeah, they're shaded by the yeah. forest, isn't it? Whereabouts are they? Just off India, in the Bay of Bengal. Bay of Bengal. Four tribes of people who, who sort of lived there. The latest being the Centralese, and before that it was the Jawa, the Ongi, and the Great Adonis, and they are of African descent, possibly direct descendants of the first humans out of Africa. So the, the very dawn of civilization. Yeah. And then they've been isolated since. So, do you think it might well have just been like a, like you know, when the whole of the world was pretty much one big joined piece. up? Pangea. Is that just one little bit that's just separated off, and they just never moved off from there, or did that that's separation a, okay. only happen sixty thousand years ago? Or? It's not that much to move the tectonic plates that much, I think. But what probably happened is they probably got there somehow on a raft. A few of them and, and survived and, yeah. and called for their mates. No, just <laughs> and they just they populated the island and they've been there ever since. You'd probably find if you if you as, ever as, got there, the genetics pool might be very 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 small. Yes. Oh yeah. god, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Does anyone even know what language you speak? Now, the, the earliest recorded mention of North Central Island was in 1771. So it remained undiscovered till 1771, which is pretty late, really. Yeah by a British surveyor, John Ritchie, who passed the island on the diligent and East India Company hydrographic survey vessel. Uh-huh. Nice. Mm. Did his job well, then. He discovered a new little island. Yeah. <laughs> but the ship sailed on and nothing was known to the island for a 100 years, so he didn't really do that good a job. <laughs> he probably just thought, oh, a tiny little island. No. Yeah, that's it. It's a tiny island. Probably uninhabited. It, it's not Australia, is it? Or America, so he's just gone, nah. Yeah. He's hoping to discover a new continent or something, perhaps. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think he's just making maps, isn't he? Because it's, it's, it's the East India Company he's working for. Yeah. yeah. So, so he's just drawn a little dot and gone, there it is. The plan is the East India Company. I mean, 1771, so where are they in terms of... They're expanding into India a lot. They're push, really pushing into India at that point. You know, so they, they want to know the trade routes. They want the, the seas mapped. They need to know where these islands are. Because their fleets, and we're talking merchant fleets, are coming to and from constantly, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if there was no boats coming from the island, you know, that you're going to think it's uninhabited, aren't you? That's yeah. it. There's no signs of life. There's no infrastructure at all. Yeah, I'll just put longitude, latitude. And yeah, because every island that had any, any kind of infrastructure would have had some form of port. You'd see a port, yeah. Some and, and, form, and, you know, what's yeah. what's the most important thing on a ship? It's the, the navigation and the charts in it. Yeah. Mm. And let's face it, it's probably a good job we didn't get off and <laughs> land it really. Yeah. Well, let's go it check out this ah! <laughs> March eighteen sixty seven, Jeremiah Humphrey, the officer in charge of the Andamanese, I assume that's a province in, in India, I'm guessing. I think there's some islands, other islands uh, that so, inhabited that yeah, about. Yeah, a little sort of... Yeah, say what you're saying. Journeyed to North Centre Island on the trail of some convicts who had escaped from the penal colony at Port Blair. Mm-hmm. On approach... 
Humphrey escorted by police and some great Andamese saw ten men on the beach naked, long-haired, with bows and arrows shooting fish. The Sentinese spotted the boat and hid, and the great Andamese on board were visibly frightened and warned Humphrey of the islanders fearsome defensiveness and he astutely decided not to land. Clever man. Absolutely. That same year, in the summer of 1867, an Indian merchant ship in Nineveh was wrecked on the reef surrounding North Central Ireland. It's reported that 86 surviving passengers and 20 crewmen landed safely on the beach. On the third day, however, they were attacked by the Sentinelese. A captain escaped the attack aboard the ship's boat, which I... Captain's first off, twats. The captain later noted the savages were perfectly naked, with short hair and red painted noses, and were opening their mouth and making sounds like... Parano! Kalima. (laughs) (laughs) Their arrows appeared to be tipped with iron. Okay. So they had reached the iron age then. Or is that washed up? They're washed up. And they've managed to use it. Even if it's washed up, they've they've somehow got it to a Yeah, yeah, they've somehow melted it. it, it, You've got to fashion it, haven't Mm. you? So they must be out of fire. Anyway, Prometheus gave us fire, Mike, in ancient <laughs> Greece, don't you remember? Yeah. Gave everyone fire, mm-hmm. shared it about. Dirty slag. The captain escaped the attack aboard the ship's boat and was picked up several days later by a passing brig. A Royal Navy ship was sent to rescue the survivors who had managed to ward off the Centales with sticks and stones, showing that British pluck. <laughs> <laughs> now, in January uh, 1880, an armed British expedition managed a successful landing on North Central Ireland. Led by 20-year-old Maurice Vidal Portman, the officer in charge of the Andamese. My God, he's a 20-year-old. He's in charge of a province or certainly oh, a collection of islands. Good name, though. Very good name. With a name like that, he was bound to rule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some people call him the space cowboy. Some people call him the gangster of love. Some, some people call him Maurice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guided by some greater Andamanese, they found a network of pathways and a number of freshly abandoned villages. Portman noted that the Sentinels' methods of cooking and preparing their food resemble those of the Onges, that's right in it, Onges, not those of the Aborigines of the Great Andaman. So they've got fire then because they're cooking yeah. food. In surveying the island's fertile oil and groves of tropical hardwoods, Portman encountered not a single soul. The Sentinelese had simply disappeared into the forest. Eventually, after several days of searching, the party discovered six inhabitants, an elderly couple and four children. They captured the natives and transported them to Port Blair. Good of them. It was in the time of slavery, wasn't it? Oh, these poor people. Let's take them! I think there's also probably a curiosity there, because... You haven't seen anybody, you know the place is inhabited, but everyone's buggered off, left the fire still going, cooking the food. Then you find these six, and you're like, all right, you're taking them for intelligence gathering at that point, because you've got to figure their language out, haven't you? Yeah. Mm. As well, I mean, they've been in isolation for thousands of years, that their language is not spoken anywhere else. Yeah, but it's taking them forcibly from their home. Well, I'm not, not defending that. I'm just, you know, it is. I'm just saying that... It didn't turn out well for them at all. It didn't, because they sickened rapidly. The old man and his wife died. And so the four children were sent back to their home with quantities of presents. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, sorry, we, you know, we've killed off your 
father and his, his the wife. Elders yeah. your, the elders are your Could tribe. Could be his nan and granddad, you don't know. The nan. Yeah. At least he sent them home with some presents. To be fair, though. Who says the British Empire was all bad? <laughs> and the diseases the kids might have might spread to other people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it ain't going to have been no Xbox or anything, was it? Let's face the next it. Few so m- the presents were going to be pretty lame. Yeah, but the next few months could have been known in their tribe as the Great Dying when they lost <laughs> nearly all their population. <laughs> the Great Dying? But you know they said got this wooden owl or something. It's, you know what I mean? Whatever the presents might have been. Maybe a, a clockwork toy at this time, who knows? <laughs> Turns out it was cash they wanted to spend. At the time, Portman expressed little remorse, instead choosing to note the Sentinese particularly idiotic expression of countenance and manner of behaving. What, what? <laughs> They're not behaving like gentlemen. How dare they point their willies at me? <laughs> you know, I played God Save the Queen on board. I had the ship's band to pay. They didn't even stand up. I can't believe they did not sound to attention. Well, one of them was. <laughs> but it was in a different one of them manner. Was, one of them was quite taken by one of the sailors. I don't know. Or one of the sailors got taken with them, who knows? <laughs> Portman returned to North Central Ireland on the 27th of August, 1883, after the eruption of Krakatoa in the nearby Sundra Strait was mistaken for gunfire and interpreted as a distress signal. Portman's search party landed on the island and left gifts before returning to Port Blair. Oh, wasn't it saying what gifts they're leaving them? Probably mm. coconuts. That could be. Food. Yeah, food probably, I'd imagine. What else have you got on board a ship at that point? Some curiosities, maybe. Yeah. Something like a bloody mirror, things like that, maybe. Mm, maybe. Bit of jewellery, possibly, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah we speculate, sure. can't we? Yeah. yeah. Portman visited North Central Ireland several times between 1885 to 1887 and reportedly grew fond of the natives, noting that in many ways they closely resemble the average lower class English country schoolboy. Fuck I know. <laughs> yeah, before anyone like listening decides, um, things, I'm quoting that. That's <laughs> a quote. None of these opinions are mine. This is from 1887. Yeah. May I just backtrack to the previous paragraph if we were all like these guys going to their island leaving them presents what would we leave them now like each one of us what would you leave them claire oh something to show like represent because i'm assuming that's what they'd have been doing at the time big shot something to represent the outside (laughs) world now this is what we have here, look, this is what we have. This I is what we have to in, offer. In all fairness, that's exactly what we've done recently by giving them <coughs> plastics. We give them like plastic mm. buckets and stuff like that. But what would you so give off the That's an interesting question. So there's no electricity, and there's no Wi-Fi. You can communicate with them, so there's no point showing even leaving them a tablet preloaded well, with a video. Them, like, battery. I'm not going to run out quite quickly. No, he's left it some like... sort of cauldron pan. They got fire, and now they can... <laughs> <laughs> And cooking utensils. Yeah. See, I was thinking like a generator and a PlayStation or something. Like, <laughs> like, really no, freak them out. Or a Dr. Dre album. It's like a TV. You only have the. Yes, remember, they've got, they've got no electricity to keep it going. Even no. if the generator's going to run out, you can't speak their language. So you can't even communicate with them. So that's why I was thinking a, a preloaded video on a tablet that just has like it's very. They only have to touch the screen yeah, and it yeah. starts kind of thing. And um, but there's no. There's no way I communicate to them, is there? I'd give them a hundred Furbies and loads of batteries. 
of how to replace batteries yeah. yeah but then you might end up with the Furbies just driving them into <laughs> the woods and you end up killing them through fanning yeah, you're terrified like, of the Furbies they're and then like stand on a boat with a loud speaking and they're like no you know what we had to put up with in the 90s <laughs> <laughs> okay so we got Furbies a Playstation cooking utensils cooking utensils and a big pan and pop whatever. I don't know I think I'm just leaving something useful like food or um, firewood you know, maybe some so boring. Maybe some iron. <laughs> so maybe maybe some bronze to get him up a bit. No, <laughs> oh, no, can't break the prime directive, can I? We're all breaking the prime directive. Never interfere with the developing culture. Mm-hmm. So therefore, in good conscience, sir, I, I cannot. Yeah, you shouldn't give him anything. We should chuck him a coconut. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I like them. Give him a coconut. You know what? You know what I'd do. Leave him some chocolate. You never tasted that. Have a crack Let's at start that. Start a war over that. <laughs> Have a crack at that. See what you think of that. Dime bars. Dime bars. Even the, the a nice simple just dairy. Well, not dairy milk. Other chocolates are available. Milk chocolate. Galaxy. Leave them a selection. Selection box. Now, Leave them a selection. Yeah. So yeah. now that you'd have introduced them to Christmas. <laughs> Fuck it. Give them a hamper. Give them the Bible. <laughs> no, some bloke tried to do that. It didn't go so well for him. We'll get to him at the end. <laughs> Arrogant Not twat. Not laughing at that. But I am. I think it's fucking hilarious. I, I love it when Christians are, are so fucking arrogant it blows up in their you faces. You what you sow, I guess. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> now, in later years, Portman addressed a meeting of the Royal Geographic Society in London where he described his interactions with the Adam of Ease. It sounds like I'm saying Adam and Eve's, but it is it Adam and Eve's. Adam and Eve's. Adam and Eve's. He admitted that their association with outsiders has brought them nothing but harm, and it is a matter of great regret to me that such a pleasant race are so rapidly becoming extinct. Stop taking them from abductor of the island. He only then. took four. He took six and brought four back. Come on. There's only thirteen people on the island. <laughs> there might be. <laughs> He took, t- he took third of the population. <laughs> <laughs> he bought some of them back. He says, you know, he says it's, it's a great regret just as a pleasant race is so rapidly becoming extinct and we could better spare many. And he says that we should just leave him alone, get on with it. Yeah. It's only bought them harm, at least. <laughs> He's bought them harm. Oh, co- accidentally. <laughs> I think, I don't think this guy who's like become fond of them is, is going to press them into, sell them into slavery. In fact, if it's 1880. Five, then slavery had been abolished at this point in the in England and America only because they fought a war over yeah. it but no yeah so it's, it's been mm. abolished so they're not saying he's probably just taking them back and say like, he's going to question study them, them isn't learn that, study them exactly and then the two died he was like oh shit I'll he take them the back. back with diseases probably maybe diseases we don't know did they take them like totally by force yeah they well, I guess they them. rounded them up in muskets yeah <laughs> I don't think they went willingly, would you? He's been giving them gifts for a while, though, hasn't he? Yeah, he was leaving stuff for them. Which they might have just thought had been... I think you're being a bit... I think you're being a bit overly critical here. I I mean, it was an accident. He didn't just shoot two of them in the head. It may as well have. And remember, it's 1885. They don't know how this stuff spreads. They haven't got virologists. They don't know how disease spreads. You know, the last thing on their mind is, oh, these guys have been in isolation, I wonder what weird diseases we've got. And actually, no, they wouldn't be diseases on a ship. 
infectious disease because that's the worst place to have an infectious disease, isn't it? On yeah, a ship. Flu, Ben, that's all it needs. They're, they're they certainly had a good They've been serving in India for years. Yeah, they well. got the, these sailors, they haven't got the flu in India, have they? What do you mean they haven't got the flu in India? They don't get the flu like the flu they've like we've got. They've just got Delhi Belly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what planet are you on? The they don't have the English flu, do they? No, they've got Indian flu. What does it matter? They might have a bit of an immunity of that. You don't know. They haven't met anyone for 60,000 years. They haven't got immunity. Well, all right, they still got to kill them then, isn't it? They killed two of them and they could have infected the whole tribe. They might have, but they might not have. You don't know that they gave them disease. The two might have been sick before they took them <laughs> off. You don't know. They could well have been. I think you're just, I think you're just hating on it unnecessarily. Why are you defending this fucking posh twat? Because at least he's saying that we should leave him alone. He's only brought him harm when we've done it. You're just making it out to be fucking Satan. He said they're like the lower English class. He's saying that all peasants are peasants beneath me. Oh, he grew fond of them because he's fond of the lower English country lad. (laughs) (laughs) He's been brought, you know, he's been... It's a different time, Mike. Attitude has changed. You can't judge him. Boy, I out back home. I I like this one. It's a totally different time, isn't it? He'll have been born into... You're not, you're, you're not, you're not, you're not no, thinking of zeitgeist of the time. All I'm you're saying. thinking with your own modern liberal attitude. Yeah, I probably am. Oh, well, there, he was in the empire, so therefore he was a twat. Is what you're thinking? He was a bit of a twat, wasn't he? He killed them. He didn't kill them personally. He didn't take them onto the boat and shoot them in the head. They <laughs> he died. They were elderly and died. It happens. He abducted them from their home and they died. To study them and find out about their culture. Jesus Christ! Do you want to come with us, Mike? Do you want to come? Do you want to come with us? And you know, we'll show you uh, what it's really like. Yeah, you never know, do you? Well, you can't communicate with them anyway. You're doing it at the butt of a, at the end of a bayonet, to be fair, aren't you? Like this way, kind of thing. But I'm sure you, you didn't mean to do them any harm. He just wants to study them. It's a, it's a thing. It's all right. He didn't mean to do any harm, but he did do a lot of harm. Okay, we, can, yeah. we don't know that. he did a lot of harm, Mike. Well, he did. Two people died. All right, two people died. But we don't know that the ones who went back had uh, More than diseases. Likely. We don't know that. So you can't assume that it did. There's no evidence. <laughs> Why are you so vehemently defending this guy? I don't understand. Because I think for his time, he was quite forward-thinking. Well. A few years later, when he went back, mm. obviously they were still alive, so he didn't kill off the whole place, did he? No. Um, luckily, he was he, We don't know how many. He may have killed half the population. We don't know. But it's a good job he left us some food then, isn't it? <laughs> but then if he went back, then. surely they'd have just killed him. Yeah, let's move on then. <laughs> <laughs> we spent way too long on this bit. <laughs> In 1896, three escaped Indian convicts fled Port Blair on a makeshift raft and drifted 30 miles to North Central Ireland. Talk about at the frying pan into the fire, oh. innit? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll be safe on this island. Yeah. <laughs> Two of the fugitives drowned on the reefs surrounding oh, the island. <laughs> the lone survivor, what are you thinking? Oh my god, I can't believe I made it off that reef. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Can't you still odds. You still odds. I made at the my two mates, but you know yeah. one was a paedophile, so it doesn't matter. They are convicts. That's not cheer for them too much. <laughs> you know what it could have been? It could have been stealing a loaf of bread. Well, you don't know. Like I said, but you don't know that half the tribe died, do you? So let's make assumptions. No, you can't. <laughs> let's assume he was a paedophile. They were paedophiles. So fuck them. <laughs> uh. 
Touche. There you go. Spurn. <laughs> the lone survivor made to the beach who was soon killed by the Sentinese. A British party later spotted and retrieved his body. It was pierced in several places by arrows and his throat was cut. Fucking hell. It didn't end well for him then. No, but he tried to touch on their kids. <laughs> After the- <laughs> <laughs> he may have tried to steal one of their coconuts, Ben. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> Let's assume he tried to touch one of them inappropriately instead. After this, the North Sentinel was left alone for a century. In 1947, India gained its independence from Great Britain and gained control of the Andaman Islands. I didn't want to say won its independence. I think it gained it. It was given. They didn't win anything. The deal was already in place. It was done before the First Second World War. You colonial cunt. They shouldn't have acted. <laughs> you know, it's, it's history, mate. It's there. They shouldn't have acted with it, should they? No. It should have been sort of like... There, good fucking yeah. either we give it some that's good we should have given them a lot earlier we should have took it in the first place was it, was, how was it ever theirs to give because if they never actually were on it they never occupied it they never you know what I mean how did they ever claim to own it in the first place to say because oh, they lived there and settled it. there oh, and then we what? came and just said you know, well, we're, we're no, gonna... on about us, like the Sentinels. Oh, right, yeah. the oh, not the Sentinels, they're talking about um, India. India. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. How did India ever have think that they owned it? How could they ever think they owned it? No, because they lived there and they... Oh, anybody but the Sentinel... Sentinel... Because Sentinelese. We, we shot people that said, no, you... Don't you can't have this land. But you know what I mean? Some, some, some we did bribe because it was cheaper. Yeah. Remember, bribing is cheaper than fighting a war. Yeah, How come we've never occupied it then? That's that's one question you've got to ask. Well, in, oh, this, oh, I think they just left them to it. It's, it's, yeah, but it's surprising that no, over the years... There's it, no resources Over there, the hundreds of years, someone's not just gone... Oh, let's just wipe out these little tribes. Let, we can use this as a as a strong point. Or do you know? But if it's got no, if it's a, no, go look at where, where it is. If it's got no strategic position, yeah. then you're not going to put anyone there. Miles off the coast of any mainland is ninety miles. Either way, maybe there's closer islands. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I suppose I'm thinking more now. A time. I guess it's a, a strategic. A lot of it's luck that it hasn't. Yeah. I suppose you've got other priorities. We're still occupying injured at this point. Yeah. So we're expanding the borders. So maybe it's just like, well, you know what? We could stick fifty guys there. Well, that's what I mean. Or we could we just not bother. Just go get your muskets, guys. Even at, even in like the eighteen hundreds and that, like we just go, come on, get your muskets together and let's just fucking go take it. They could have done, couldn't they? Yeah, but probably no strategic or like you said. There's nothing of worth yeah. on there. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not that big, so wouldn't even if there are resources, there's gonna be a lot of. Yeah, it's what nine. It's not worth the hassle, is it? It's what eight, eight, nine kilometers across, by about the same up. That's what it works out, isn't it? If it's yeah, 72, so, 72 square kilometers. Yeah. You're talking about eight by so, eight, aren't you? Yeah, I remember well, also in the eight, late eighteen hundreds, also moving into a time where we were studying. The island when Charles Darwin was doing his work, he was on the um, Galapagos Islands, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, drawing pictures getting of uh, turtles. Tortoises. Getting eating tortoises. Yeah. Eating them, going, mm, on these are very tasty. They are. Oh shit, they're all gone. Let's not eat them anymore. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you know, maybe there is a desire to just leave places like that untouched. You know? Yep. 
Mm. Especially there's nothing of value there. That's it. And it it, and it goes down to that, I think. Yeah, and you know there's a hostile tribe. I mean, yeah, the other was, islands. Yeah, what's the point of potential yeah. loss, even if it's a couple of blokes? Yeah. For, for nothing. I look at it as a CC engine company, so look at it from a business point of view. Let's say you ship, I don't know, a couple of companies of East India Company troops over there or, or, or King's troops. You've got to pay for that. You've got to give them rations. They're being paid more money because they're in action. You've got rifles. You've got all the supplies, all the accoutrement any military force needs. Mm. And you've got to go there. You've got to kill them all. You've got to take casualties. It's got to take more money. Yeah. And is it worth the outlay to get what you're going to get back for a 72-square-kilometre island? No, not really. No. All that's there is just a bit of... Forest and make a good American airbase, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> is it, is it big enough? Look, try and give them ideas. <laughs> They've already got a thousand bases anymore. That's true enough. That's why. No, they're not in ninety-nine now. They're in Afghanistan. Remember? Oh, yeah. Well, approximately a thousand. Now, in nineteen sixty-seven, Indian anthropologist Trilakanath Pandit, we'll call him Pandy, or uh, Pandy was summoned by the governor of the Andaman Islands who was planning a major expedition to North Sentinel Island. Pandat was offered the opportunity to become the first anthropologist to land on the island, accompanied of course by armed police as well as a number of naval officers, two large patrol boats and inflatable rubber dinghies for navigating the dangerous reef around the island. Pandit accepted a role as manager of the so-called Contact Expeditions under his remit as director of tribal welfare. Mm. And there was a feeling we were trying to establish friendly contact, which would be considered an achievement at the government level, Pandit said later. No different from what the Brits did, Mike? No. Mm. No different? You know? On their first expedition. Have they abducted anybody yet? No, they stole their bows. On the first expedition, the Sentinelese retreated into the jungle and there was no contact. The party left gifts of buckets, cloth and candy in the empty huts, but also collected a few gifts, stole stole a few gifts of their own. Bows, arrows, a basket and the painted skull of a wild boar, which might have been someone's prized fucking possession. (laughs) It might have been. And I've got a bucket and a cloth. It could have killed their father, yeah. and they hunted it down and took its head as a fucking trophy, and they carry it everywhere with them. Well, I wore it as an interesting hat. Yeah, could have been a wedding gift from his. It could have been his wife. Late wife. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Could have been his favourite boy. Could have domesticated it. Yeah. Who like, knows? I'm going with the wife thing. <laughs> <laughs> The pilfering hints of the undercurrent of a one-upsmanship that accompanied the Adelaide's contact expeditions. Oh, man. Uh, Sita Venkatswar, anthropologist <laughs> and lecturer at Massey University, tells us, Remaining hidden is the scrambling and the competition and name-dropping involved in ensuring inclusion in the team that is assembled for every gift-dropping occasion. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> That's a terrible quote. Right, let's carry on then. 1970. Oh yeah, 29th of March, 1970. Pandit and his party found themselves trapped on the reef flats between North Central Island and Constance Islet or Islet? Islet. Islet. An eyewitness recorded a series of bizarre events from his vantage point on a boat by the beach. Bizarre events, I wonder what. He says, we are about to return when a couple of natives were seen on the land apparently keeping a vigil. 
We approached closer, keeping a safe distance on the shore, when more men came out of cover armed with their usual weapons threatening to shoot at us. We had taken a few large fish caught during the previous night to offer as an appeasement gift to these people. We exhibited these with gestures of offering. Meanwhile, men were converging on the spot from all directions. Some were waist deep in water and threatening to shoot. However, we approached closer and threw a couple of fish towards them. They fell short of them and were carried away by the water. This gesture had a mellowing effect on their belligerent <laughs> mood. Quite a few discarded their weapons and gestured to us to throw the fish. They're not that. So they, they're, they're not that angry. They're, they're not that primitive either because they clearly understood like, oh, hold on, they're trying to give us something here. I guess what you've got to look at is, is tribal history. Yeah. Because they would be told as kids the tales of the day that the white man came to their island and left them gifts of food. Mm -hmm. Stole the gun. But killed two people in the process. But they were still nice and gave them presents. You know, so they would tell those tales, wouldn't they? So they yeah, know definitely. there's an outside world, they just don't want to be a part of it. <laughs> I don't blame them. <laughs> <laughs> If Are you sure did. you're not sent to the leaves? <laughs> <Yeah>. Because you... <laughs> mm, I feel as isolated. Oh. <laughs> it's a joke, it's a joke. We're all hugging him right now. Yeah, we're all oh. hugging Mike. Stop touching my ass, Mike. <laughs> Is that your finger? <laughs> the women came out of the shade to watch our antics. In their height and stature, they were equal to the men, except that the lines were softer and they carried no arms. There were 20 children. We approached the coast a little further from them and managed to land a couple of fish on shore. A few men came and picked up the fish. They appeared to be gratified, but they did not seem to be much softening to their hostile attitude. Thanks for the fish, but fuck you. Yeah. Cheers. Now fuck off. Mm. <laughs> Pretty much. Again, we approached the group. They all began shouting some incomprehensible words, we shouted back and gestured to indicate that we wanted to be friends. The tension did not ease. How would you gesture you want to be a friend? Because the handshake would be nipples. completely alien. <laughs> yes. <laughs> friend. Remember <laughs> circular motion on the nipples. <laughs> Handshakes are alien to them. A hug? What the fuck? Do they, do they hug? You don't know. If you sort of go like that, they might just think you're offering yourself as a target for their, for their bow. Nazi salute. They might go because they don't know its connotations. Although it's slightly <laughs> weird, work. although it's slightly weird, you went to that within three or four. Claire, I'd show my hands with no arms in it. You know, no guns, no weapons. Yeah, yeah. that's a friendly gesture. I think, isn't it? I think or maybe and so I'm smile or hands outstretched and in your palms up. upwards. Yeah. yeah. Going by that video we watched earlier, maybe I'd get my winky out and wave mm -hmm. it at him because that's what he was doing earlier. He was no. definitely waving his willy at them. Mm. So maybe that could have been like how they say mm. hello. They may not wave, they may just go, You do Hey, buddy! And he's still teabagging the captain. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle! Hey, buddy! Mm. <laughs> you never know. Uh, at this moment, this is an interesting piece actually, at this moment a strange thing happened. A woman paired off with a warrior and sat on the sand in a passionate embrace. This act was being repeated by other women, each claiming a warrior for herself, a sort of community mating, as it were. 
Thus, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, this is the 70s, baby. Yeah, free, this is their practicing free love in the 70s. Yeah, is man. Oh man, they showed those drone devils a, a bit of bravery. They weren't taking no shit. I'll fuck him on the beach right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is, though. Be, it could be like a dominance. Uh, you know, it was only a passionate embrace. He says, he says yeah, a sort of community mating. Basically, I imagine it was simulation. I mean, I don't think there was penetration. But we don't know. We don't know. Is there some sort? He says community mating. A sort of community mating. He's claiming a warrior for herself. You know. But you know, passionate embrace. Uh, maybe. No, this continued for quite some time, and when the tempo of this frenzied dance of desire abated, the couples retired into the shade of the jungle as they fucked on the beach. You reckon they were standing there wanking. Watching. <laughs> I reckon there's some. I reckon we and Steve was there wanking because no one had claimed him. I think they're just showing. Look, we've got we've got enough men for our women. You know. That could be a thing. Like, oh, you know, well, this is my yeah. dominance thing. This yeah. is my woman. Or it could be the women. The women are, are taking the, the men. The women maybe are the dominant ones in that. Maybe they're the leaders almost. That's a valid point. And they know. could be like, this is my fucking man. Or they're showing, you know, yeah. Maybe, maybe, homi- maybe. Uh, maybe homosexuality is practiced in the tribe, and they were worried that the men were going to steal off of the other men. You don't know. I mean, we, we don't know. Maybe they didn't know whether they were men or women. not. All homosexuality. Maybe it's like Sparta, where you could fuck a bloke if you wanted to get to Greece. <laughs> maybe they thought that they, the guys were going to go off with the paler dudes. Well, if you think so, they claimed them as their own. Think about this maybe. as well. They've not seen outsiders, so they're seeing Indian people. Or white people that have got straight, normal, long hair, things like that. Because hair would have been long, mainly, maybe in the 70s. Well, I hippie era. The I don't know. Not Indian guys, not an Indian scientist in the 70s. No. He's, he's on the video, he's got short hair anyway. I don't think anyone on the boat had but long even hair. Compared, I saw. compared to their hair. Well, yes, that's the style, it's cut, yeah, yeah, yeah. And longer and things like that. They may not even realise who's a girl and who's a boy. Well, tits, do you know what I mean? They like tits, be all, don't they? You can, unless they're they hidden by... They're moved, aren't they? Well, so yeah. it's not obvious, is it? We so, don't know. Well, they're all naked and we're clothed. I mean, so they're yeah, looking you at, can just all tell. They're yes, looking yes, at us going, like, what are they? What are they? I don't know. Who knows? Mm. Like, Claire, <laughs> do you agree with me that lying, frenzied dance of desire... Sounds suggests like fucking. No, not necessarily. Claire? No, I think that's dancing. Or it is some it. kind of sexual dance. It could just be like. Oh, true. All right. Like a fancy kind of thing, couldn't it? it, it all sat, it's on, sat on the sand in a passionate abra- embrace. Passionate embrace to me suggests it's getting a bit hot and heavy. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean. It's just spooning at least. And then frenzied <laughs> dance of desire, I'm saying is fucking. It's possible. Yeah, I'll, say yeah. it, I'll, I'll say it's possible. However, some warriors were still on guard, we and Steve and his mates. <laughs> Stood to attention. <laughs> we got close to the shore and threw some more fish, which were immediately retrieved by a few youngsters. It was well past noon when we headed back to the ship. There you go, community mating. Anthropologists are unsure how to interpret these events. They are aware of other situations in other Adam Adam Adamanese Adamanese groups when overexcited males were calmed down by the women but non-involved community mating. So they're overexcited, they've got their, got their bow and arrow, they're prancing around, they're fucking hard and the women have, uh, off we trot, community <laughs> mating time, calm maybe, down. Maybe that's Testosterone surgeon, I need to, you know. Maybe their thing is, in their kind of culture, when the man goes hard, 
Oh, we best uh, sort that out. Maybe. Maybe. That'd be nice, eh? I want to go live there. I'm going to go try and make friends. There's no little blue pill there, is it? <laughs> there is not. <laughs> they don't need it, obviously. Well, take it and get it. <laughs> In the absence of reliable information about the behaviour of the Centenelis, there is no point on speculating further. <laughs> <laughs> As I think we've just proved. <laughs> Later in 1970, a wreck was spotted on a coral reef off the south coast of the island. On inspection, it was concluded the vessel had been lying there for seven or eight months, and there was no sign of the crew. Now, we are talking 1970s, there's every chance they managed to get off and got eaten. Maybe got eaten, there's a possibility. No, no, not, there's no evidence to suggest they're cannibals, actually. They've never eaten any of the people Talking about sharks. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't really, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> Several years later, in spring 1974, North Central Island was visited by a team of anthropologists filming a documentary called Man in Search of Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could, that, that could be interpreted in many ways nowadays, couldn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, If there was a programme of that nowadays, it would be very, very different, wouldn't it? It That's certainly crazy. would. We hosted by Alan Carr for a start. That's very <laughs> true, it would be. Definitely men wearing <laughs> lipstick would be involved. The team was accompanied by a National Geographic photographer and armed police officers dressed in jackets with padded armour. Hmm. As the boat broke through the reefs, the Sentinelese emerged in the jungle and greeted the visitors with a curtain of arrows. The boat landed further along the coast, out of range of the arrows, and the police deposited gifts in the sand. Coconuts, aluminium cookware, a live pig, a doll, and a toy car. This is the video yeah. we watched earlier, yeah. I believe. Yeah. The Sentinelese reacted with another hail of arrows, one which struck the documentary's director in the left thigh. Mm. Oh, it was a doc- director, you were right, Mike. Two and a half metre long arrow. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It said the offending trison withdrew and laughed proudly before taking a seat in the shade while others speared and buried the pig and the doll, taking only the coconuts and cookware. Oh, that looks so nice. A doll would be a bit... the cookware. You're right, that's, it's useful, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Later in 1974, an Indian contact party brought three Ongi tribesmen to North Central Ireland in the hopes they could communicate where the greater Andamanese had not. Alas, this was of a little use and the Ongi were far too far from the beach to understand what the Sentinelese were shouting in response to their offer of friendship and the anthropologists failed to establish if the Sentinelese understood at least a portion of the Ongi's language. Why would they though, if they were from Africa originally, why would they understand a local Indian dialect? I think that these guys are from the islands around North Sentinel, so they're open at the island. Might be some dialect, there might be at least, you know, like how um, to a point Spanish people and Portuguese people can understand each other a bit. And Italian. Gaelic. And, Ita- and Italian. Yeah, it's a Romance Gaelic language. Gaelic as well. Ah, of course, it all comes from Latin, I guess. Yeah, isn't it? I guess. Gaelic's the same, like yeah. your Irish, your Scottish, your yeah, Welsh. Different, but I can understand yeah. each other. And right. all three are separate, aren't they, essentially? Yeah, all the same peoples, but yeah. We haven't got a clue on any of it, but no. <laughs> the Because like, ah, what? Because our English comes from everywhere, doesn't it? It's a completely bastardised language, Latin, German, French, bit of Spanish. Bit of Viking. Bit of Viking, bit of Danish, of course, Danish, Swedish, Finnish. 
Evident in there. See, people say the Americans bastardised the English language. It was already a bastard to start with. I actually think they improved it. They made it more simple. I don't. I don't like Z instead of Z. I don't like that. But when you think colour, why you have the U? You don't need yeah. it with things like that. Mm, that's where they have change things. It's like they've just made it easier. They simplified it. Sidewalk and trash. I don't. I yeah, suppose, yeah, it's yeah. Just the pavement and the bin. Windshield. It's it's windscreen. Windscreen. Just... <laughs> Obviously, they do yeah. think that in the future, like in a few generations, that the biggest language will be pidgin English. Yes. Yeah, I've heard that. It's a little bit what the like Philippines, Indonesian, Indonesian speak. But I know. It's sort I've of heard like, it. Yeah. It's not. It's very. It's just pure slang, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's kind of you like get like the odd little word. Yeah. Mm. You get the odd little word that you understand, and you're like, ah, uh, they are speaking English. Yeah. Huh? I think an example was orange juice would be orange juice. They say orange juice or something like that. It's short. Know, I've heard some of the Ghanaian lads on the phone and like every third word they'll say is, or fourth, fifth words they'll say is like an English word, then the rest of it is, is Ghanaian. Why are they throwing an English word, a full-on English word in there? It's like Welsh. Ambulance. I guess this stuff gets invented and introduced to other countries, it just gets called that, doesn't it? Yeah. So if you're, I don't know, we'll say we'll take Ghana as the example, and we'll say ambulance again. You know, as soon as they, well, what's that? Oh, it's an ambulance. And the, the guy who's got it is, is introducing it. He's just going to call it an ambulance, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, instead of giving and it their own name. Instead of giving it their own name, they just call it that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I like how language develops. I do find it quite interesting. Mm. In 1975, Leopold III, the exiled king of Belgium, took a tour around the Adamans. Local dignitaries took the former king on an overnight cruise to the waters around the North Central Island, and the royal party was reportedly faced down by a lone warrior armed with a bow and arrow and clad in nothing but a scowl and a few personal decorative items. Apparently, the king was quite impressed. Was he? Yeah, impressed by the guy's <laughs> moxie. <laughs> The size of his cock. Maybe that too, but I think these the, the general. Maybe the general balls out, literal balls out yeah. attitude of the bloke standing there like there's a ship, and, and he's, he's just there, like got a bow and arrow, arrow, and he's like, yeah, come on then. I'll take you, demon <laughs> floaty thing. In mid 1977, cargo ship MV Rusley ran aground on North Central Island's coastal reefs, and the Sentinelese are known to have scavenged the wreck for iron. This is where they get their iron from. Yeah. In the just, sum- just imagine that. Sorry. So you, you you know you've got this this wreck, and you, you're coming across all these little pieces of boat, and do you think it advanced them? I think they clearly understand that we have got all these advantages, but they're just like, why do we need to change? We're happy as we are. Fuck a lot of them. I think you might have a point to that because obviously there's going to be a tribal memory. Yeah, there's going to be a memory of the 1880s when they were kidnapped. Oh, <laughs> yeah, when well, the monsters were killed on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to be wary, aren't they, after that? Well, it's not just say Obviously, their, their response to anyone turning up and hanging around on the beach, mm. they must have, like, well, they're going to, if they're not dropping stuff off, then, you know, we're going to fucking have them, aren't we? But we want the stuff they're dropping us yeah. because it makes life a bit easier for us. But we'll still. But, have at, a go. The same, but at the same time, 
the stuff gets left there, and we'll assume it's food and cookware and stuff, like stuff that they think they could need or use. And they must be like, well, who's leaving this? They must know that the, the white man or the engine guy or whoever, what do they think about them? Who do they think they are? That's what they think they're gods are dropping this stuff off. Maybe the, the, so the women, the British, went mm -hmm. there and left the stuff. They're, oh my god, these, there's no record of them attacking us. Well, there's some cults in sort of like the Marshall Islands and all that. The cargo cult. Yeah, the cargo cult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they, they started worshipping the American soldiers because they brought them yeah. effectively civilization. Well, it's just like the ones that worship Prince Philip. Yes, uh, I think yeah, that's in the... In the... Or, is it like the Auckland... No, the Auckland... The Auckland's, I don't do. Like the Maori... It's like one yes, of those, it's the, one of those Maori sort of islands. islands yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking of Auckland in New Zealand. Maori, that's what... I said the wrong mm. thing. Um, I don't know what you've specified there. As you know, like the Samoa and, and that sort of area. Yeah, Samoa yeah. And, it, it's up that way, isn't Tonga, it? Tonga, all that yeah. kind of region, yeah. But they pure, pure... Yeah, they think he's a god. They think he's a god. Because he visited there the woods and they were... I can't remember whether it was... They'd had really shit weather and their crops were shit and they were starving or something like that. And then all of a sudden, he turned up, and it, that was it then. The shit weather had ended. Yeah. Ah. It was something like that. It might have even been, like, fertility. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something... He turned up, the shit went good. Just coincidental, obviously, but yeah. they put it down to him turning up and thought he was some kind of saint god kind of... Well, that's, that's, that's <laughs> the thing, but the thing is, they knew they were British subjects as well, didn't they? Yes. Yes. So they, they lived their tribal life, but they knew that they were British subjects, so yeah. they knew that this guy was their he ruler. Was royalty, but he was more than that to them. Yeah. He really was. Cargo courts briefly. When the Brits were fighting in Southeast Asia in the sort of 50s and 60s, trying to hold uh, like Malaya and that, there was undiscovered tribes in the jungle there because they were literally fighting in the rainforest. Mm. When they would meet a tribe, they'd sort of make contact with it gradually, and like maybe the Medi could go in and solve any ailments and sort of get them on the side and they would like call it like the, the magic thing a magic radio call and then a plane would come in and like airdrop uh, some rice, rice. Yeah. a pallet of rice or something like that and they christened it the noisy bird that shits rice <laughs> <laughs> that was the name That's for brilliant. it a plane wow <laughs> the noisy bird that shit rice has come in uh, <laughs> they knew that when the Brits turned up the noisy bird that shits rice would usually a fellow <laughs> wow brilliant I'm really surprised in all these years they haven't tried to leave the island mm. and explore maybe they it... have how do you know they haven't? They have they canoes, are. apparently, and mm. they're quite skilled at using them because they're fishermen, aren't they? Yeah, but you ain't going to go knock them out. Maybe the odd mad bastard might try, but not a mass exodus, I, I don't think. No. I, maybe a couple of mad, the ones who are like going. Because you've always, in any returned. community, you've always got someone who's going a bit stir crazy, haven't you? Mate, you go about five miles out. Someone's and like. You're into shit water. Yeah, that's it. You, you'd so, be like, yeah, it, shark infested. I imagine. Not just, it, mate. It's the size of the waves. But get, yeah, I don't as know, soon as you yeah. get out past, what's the Indian Ocean like? like? I don't know. Is it even that? Those honestly, as soon as you're, you've got deep water. Yeah, you just got that swell, and yeah, swell, and that's but, it. You, you can't go in a little days, bit. You know. yeah, but even a calm day, as soon what as you're you, in that middle of that. What, it's going to what, be too much. What you need is like some guy that's like, he's had a go at it before. A super yacht. His canoe's got <laughs> broke. 
So he's built like a, a deeper draft one. Yeah. Based on, but that would be based on experience. It's just he comes huge. back in the first place. It would have to be much like a long boat. They yeah, but they, they've had a few wrecks on the island. Yeah, they could look at it and go, look at these wrecks yeah. and go, well, that's what they're saving. That's what they're saving in. Yeah. So I'm, you know, we've got a desire to. You know, um, yeah. I genuinely think who, who's to say that they haven't left somehow, mm. and and that's why they've kept it as the arc. They've gone over to India and gone, oh my fucking god, get back quick! Or <laughs> <laughs> well, they just become completely corrupted and died of drug overdoses within thirty six hours. Proper gangster pimp style. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the summer of eighty one when the cargo ship MV Primrose grounded on the reef. And several days after they grounded, the crewmen spotted a number of Centonales on the beach carrying spears and arrows. Always with a spear. Interesting how we always develop a long pointy stick with a point, isn't it? Of course. <laughs> Everyone goes on about the sort of best ever weapon invented by humanity. Spear. Yeah, they'll be doing the spear fishing and all sorts. Multi-useful as well, because yeah. you can fish with it, you can hunt with it, anything, big bore and things like that. Take one of them with a spear quite well, happily. It's based on the entire principle that you don't want to be too close to what's trying to yeah, kill you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But then you can also use it like a staff as well, can't That's you? It's quite, it's quite multifunctional. That's it. And you can hang your dirty washing on it later on. You can. Well. Put your hood up on it. <laughs> Shortly afterwards, a wireless operator at the Regent Shipping Company's offices in Hong Kong received an urgent distress call from the captain of the Primrose, the ship that's beached. And I'm going to quote him. Wild men, estimate more than 50, carrying various homemade weapons, are making two or three wooden boats. Worrying that they will board us at sunset. All crew members' lives are not guaranteed. Shit. <laughs> The crew did not receive any support due to a large storm preventing vessels from reaching oh, them. Fuck. They staved off the St. Lees with a 24-hour guard, flare guns, axes and lengths of pipe. That's fucking metal. Yeah. Get back! It's like fucking Zulu, except you haven't got the rifles. <laughs> After a week, on the 2nd of August 1981, the crew were rescued by a helicopter working under contract for the Indian Oil and Natural Gas Commission. Because, yeah, lucky. Very lucky. I wonder if that's the helicopter that I heard about getting spears thrown at it. Maybe. Captain Robert Four of the rescue team later shared a fascinating account of the rescue. One of his many interesting observations is that the Sentinelese had not even learnt the art of placing feathers on the several foot-long arrows they had which only allowed a practical effective range of perhaps 30 or 40 metres. That's an interesting thing, though. They've got bows and as they haven't stepped up to that level. Ha! Thickos! (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. How many birds they got there? We don't know. Yeah, that's another valid point you don't know. And also, you've only got a shit arrow, you've got to catch the bird first. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to shoot it first, haven't you? (laughs) With your crap arrow. And if there isn't a need for it as well. Mm. Technology doesn't just... Fast forward, unless there's well, like a need. They all look pretty damn healthy, don't they? Let's face it. Yeah, they all look healthy, so they don't need anything clearly. And on the fourth of January, nineteen ninety-one, after twenty years of unsuccessful attempts, an Indian contact expedition established the first peaceful contact with the Sentinelese, since described as the last first friendly encounter in history. <laughs> 
And this is the one that we watched the video where they yeah. Just... yeah. Oh, where they lobbed coconuts at a pregnant woman's uh, head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally <laughs> knocked her over. It's like something she's that, got... like, you've been frozen. Yeah. So she's bad. got two coconuts in her arms and they just launch one. Hits her straight on the back of the head and floors her. Yeah. Pregnant as well as she was, bless her. <laughs> she legged it into the woods thing. afterwards. Yeah. It was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> also, I'm taking these coconuts home. Yeah, I got these coconuts, but I'm gone. <laughs> Pandit said in an interview that they voluntarily came forward to meet us. It was unbelievable. They must have come to a decision that the time had come. It could not have happened on the spur of the moment. I think they've come to a decision like, if these guys turn up in boats, they're going to give a shit. Mm. Yeah. Isn't it? That's what it is. It, and that makes our lives easier. Apart from that one that kidnapped... Apart uh, from... <laughs> Luckily, that was 130, 40 years yeah. ago. And they still returned the kids with presents, Mike, and left gifts for them as compensation. <laughs> Boy, we're not going back into that again. The moment was bittersweet, said Pandit. There was this feeling of sadness also, and I did feel it, and there was a feeling at the larger scale of human history, these people are holding back, holding on, ultimately had to yield. It's like an era in history gone, the islands have gone, until the other day the Sentinels are holding the flag unknown to themselves over being heroes but they've also given up I think he's been a bit unfair with that I think it's just if, if you're a, a hunter-gatherer on that island and all of a sudden these guys turn up in boats and start throwing your food or leaving it on the beach for you you know well that makes my life easier <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, I can get away with really hunt. how long have I got to hunt for now yeah 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 oh, oh two weeks fucking amazing bang your fucking multiple wives are two weeks can't you They'll have to ration their coconut, won't they? If they've got coconuts growing over there, they haven't got any coconuts on the island. They no, haven't. no, the only ones they must have drift on the sea. Oh, okay. And land on the island. But they love them. I see. You turn up the coconuts. They're fucking. They're down for that. <laughs> Literally. The yielding, however, was somewhat overstated. I think he's right. And, and Sita Venkateswar, who we think we mentioned earlier, is another anthropologist, says that it was very transient. It marked an event that garnered lots of photography and lots of press. But it very quickly shifted. It didn't mean that anything had changed. It didn't mean that engines could safely go over there. And the next time anyone attempted to go, they were lined up on the shore with their arrows and weapons pointed. And that still continues. Later in 1991, shipbreakers Mohammed Brothers were giving a government permit to salvage metal from the wrecks of the MV Rusley and MV Primrose. Good luck. On their first visit, the workers' first visit, the Sentinels came to the beach with weapons and started shooting arrows, prompting the salvagers' police escort to fire shots in the air. Although the Mohammed brothers claimed that they worked for two months thereafter in peace, not surprised. There were also been unconfirmed reports of fatal clashes. Uh, not surprised. No, <laughs> not really. More probably more fatal on the uh, Sentinelese side. I'd have thought so. If they've got guns, guns yeah. No, Depends how far their guys on stag are out. That's fucked it now, hasn't it? Because the last encounter was dead peaceful. And now they're shooting into and the air. Shooting at, yeah. shoot, maybe shooting, shooting at, them at them and killing yeah. them. Yeah, that's it. I mean, if they're too close, you're going to defend your own life, yeah, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're going to shoot one. Yeah. Or who knows how many. It's unconfirmed. It's unconfirmed, obviously. But I reckon, yeah. In September 1991, the Indian government added a five-kilometre, that's about three miles, isn't it, exclusion zone around North Sentinel Island under the provisions of an act called the Andaman and Nicobar Protection of Original Tribes Regulation. 
The zone is touted as a proactive way to discourage fishermen, poachers and tourists from visiting the island, but some experts remain sceptical. And uh, Odvenka Tassoir says it looks fantastic on paper, but the exclusion zone doesn't mean that the chief secretary or lieutenant governor or someone with cloud cannot plan a trip and go to the island and show visitors and friends and say, look here, this is an Antarctic tribe, we're going to go and see them. Every time there's a VIP or a VVVIP mm-hmm. visiting the islands, a trip to the area becomes one of the sights. Mm. Look at the king of Belgium. Yeah. They've got different rules, haven't they? Mm. Of course. The rich, so, yeah. In 1996, several years after the exclusion zone was extended, Indian contact trips to North Central Ireland finally ceased following a series of fatal encounters with the Jawara tribe in a similar programme of expeditions. Since their emergence, the Jawara have been blighted by alcoholism, a measles epidemic and sexual exploitation, Ugh. prompting efforts to protect the centaurs from a similar yeah, fate. Yeah, it's probably good that they don't. <clears throat> yeah, which is exactly what the, yeah. the uh, British guy said. Hopefully now they can be finally left alone then. For now. For now. It's interesting to note though, after the uh, Indian Ocean earthquake and the tsunami, an Indian Coast Guard helicopter flew over North Central Ireland to search for signs of survival. Well, that's okay, yeah. It was greeted by a lone Central Ireland tribesman who took aim at the helicopter. Uh. Evidently, they survived the uh, earthquake and its after effects, including the tsunami and the lifting of their island. Yeah. So, presumably, as soon as they started lifting, they all <laughs> fucked off to the higher ground. Yeah, it's an extra kilometre of land now, isn't there, because the mm. coral's been lifted at the sea. Just have an extension. <laughs> There's one thing seeing boats, which they know about. The next thing is a helicopter. The first time they've ever seen a helicopter. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? They said, what the fucking hell yeah. is that? Well, and look at him there on the picture. That is a long bow, isn't it? That's got, that bow was over six feet tall. They've seen a helicopter it? in the rescue effort years before. Uh, oh, they would have, but, you know, at the same yeah. time, they're still not happy about the whole not thing, seen many of them, are they? Well, he might not have seen it. He might be a youngster. Yeah. And when he heard the tales... The flying black beast. Yeah. Well, you don't even know what it was. They may even have a completely different kind of lifespan to us. They may still only live to like 40. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, How many grey-haired old ones did we see in that video? Not one. No, they're all young, weren't they? You don't know. Yep. In 2005, the Andaman and Nicobar administration stated they have no intention to interfere again with North Central Ireland. And they said it will do their avowed policy to minimise unnecessary and inappropriate contact between the primitive tribes, said Adipata Ray, who was a tribal welfare secretary. And she goes on to say, I say she, I could be a man, I've no idea. Only a few officials in our administration have access to the Aboriginal habitats to protect them from poaching and illegal intrusions by the settlers. We will ensure their food security, the security of their habitats, and we will encourage them to pursue their traditional lifestyle, and there is no question of imposing any outside culture or beliefs on them, said Ray told the BBC. Mm, someone didn't get the memo. <laughs> no. Although saying that, on the 26th of January 2006, two men illegally fishing for mud crabs off North Central Ireland were killed by the Sentinelese. An Indian Coast Guard helicopter yes. sent to retrieve the bodies was warded off by the customary hail of arrows. They don't like helicopters. No. But then again, would you? <laughs> no. If you're them? Imagine, like, 
the noise, the, the, yeah, fucking, yeah, the fact that this thing's are. this thing's in the fucking sky for a start. It is a massive shiny bird. That's one of those crazy weird sea things in the sky now, <laughs> making really loud noises. Mm. The Andaman Islands Police Chief Damendra Kumar said the tribesmen are out in large numbers. We'll let things cool down, and once the tribals move to the island's other end, we'll sneak in and bring back the bodies. Environmental groups urge the authorities to leave the bodies and respect the exclusion zone around the island. I don't know, it depends. I mean, those bodies could be diseased. You've got to try and get them out of there, haven't you? Even after death, mm. you can still spread some disease, can't you? Plus the families are wanting to bury well, their dead. Well, that's another factor. Oh, here we go. This is the uh, most recent now. On the 16th of November, 2018, 26-year-old American John Allen Chow visited North Central Island illegally and was killed by the Sentinelese. It was reported that Chow was an evangelical missionary who wished to declare Jesus to the tribe. No. Now this fucks me right off. Because I'm not one for Christianity, or any religion for that matter. But I just think, how fucking arrogant do you have to be to go to this fucking tribe? They're living in an unspoilt paradise... They might have their own beliefs, they might not. Who knows? They've probably got something because, let's face it, humanity's always had some mm. belief of an afterlife or religious structure. Because some form of deity. Some, something, maybe they worship the earth. Who knows? I don't know. No one knows. And this guy's like, you know what? I'm going to go and push my beliefs on these fucking, on these people who have, you know, they've got no contact with the earth. I could yeah, be carrying disease. Themselves. I could kill the tribe. He went worried early when the other guy kidnapped him. That was fine. <laughs> but now yeah, yeah, it's because, yeah. ah, no, because this, because, <laughs> because that was first contact, and this is not. Uh, yeah, and we there's know an exclusion zone, and he's gone there illegally, specific yeah. with the reason of pushing his beliefs onto these people. He's spreading the word of God. Is to he? spread, do you know the name of a fucking sky daddy you may or may not exist <laughs> fuck that what a I'm fuck you know I'm on the side of the central leads in this one oh, I'm with them he's a dick guy, sky daddy I like that he, he yeah. would agree with it <laughs> yeah, what a fucking knob oh, he did pay the local fisherman to take him there or to a point and then he can and completed the rest of the journey by a kayak the fisherman said they saw a child struck by an arrow and later taken oh, into the forest Jesus. so he probably had his he probably got a bit hacked up as well yeah Indian police opened a murder case against unknown tribes. Oh, that's not going to go well, <laughs> And arrested seven people for helping Chow reach the island. Police journeyed the island but abandoned their efforts to recover Chow's body. Stephen Curry, director of Survival International, said that it would be incredibly dangerous for both sides if authorities would continue their efforts to recover the body, saying that... Uh, the risk of a deadly epidemic of flu, measles or other outside diseases is very real and increases with every such contact. Mr Cho's body should be left alone, as should the Sentinelese. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. right, because especially nowadays with Covid, well... They're dead. They're dead, aren't they? Yep. Or, they could or, have a better immune system than fucking all of us, because they don't have... Any outside chemicals affecting their body, apart whatsoever. from what's in the fish that they're hunting, yeah, perhaps. But you'd have thought, in comparison to the shit we put that, in our bodies, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no, there's no process. They may well have a much better 
natural immune system, which is why I they still look think so that healthy. I still think that something something bad. Like they, I mean, let's assume that they've got assume that they've got the common cold or some version of it. They must have that. They've got to get yellow something at some point, haven't they? Well, they didn't, did they look at the Aztecs? They never had it. Oh, yeah, that's true. Maybe they don't, because they are... Yeah, 60,000 years, Ben. Yeah, it's true. These are, these are literally Stone Age people, yeah. yeah. But then again, has that always been worse? How long do viruses... Keep, have they always been Maybe worse? Maybe they've got their own form of the flu, yeah. but it'd be completely different to ours. It would have yeah. evolved differently over 60,000 years. Do you know what? Years. But then maybe the their version's actually worse than us. So they the catch ours before they, they shrug it off. The same can maybe. be said on the other way round. We could catch something from them. Yeah, yeah that's true. We could start an epidemic, pandemic of, yeah. from them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like I say, their version of the cold might be a lot worse than ours. Well, they might have a worse version of AIDS if we fuck one of them. and we've... Oh, there you go. That's another valid point. You know what's going on, do you? They might. Well, let's have... face it, if we made contact, one of them would definitely be getting fucked at least. <laughs> I, I can see your visible arousal during the videos you watched. <laughs> uh, oh, I did wonder. Oh, I'm not saying I would do it. But come on, right? You'd have been, yeah, you're a navy. You'd have been there on first contact. I imagine the boat is approaching. One of these are gonna get fucked. <laughs> okay, after being on the submarine for three and a half months. Mate, any woman, especially seeing him naked, on yeah. like, we would be like, ah, one of these women's getting shagged tonight. <laughs> shagging Arcturian, wouldn't he? <laughs> hey, I can't wait to get shorty this for that Sentinelese pussy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he had was male. Hey, no matter what it's Sentinelese, baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's quite an alien, sorry. Oh, dear. One of, one of my favourite lines of aliens. Yeah. <laughs> What's an Arcturian and, and why does it not matter? Yeah. We'll never know. We'll never know. So let's look towards the future. Does anyone want to take this little bit for me? Any offers? This is all they listen to is my voice. Which it, of course is melodic and beautiful and wonderful, but... So let's talk about the future. What does the future hold? Well, Claire, right, well, tell the, us. The Indian officials like to tell the story of how Jack Cousteau once came to shoot a documentary on the islands and was chased away. However, Claude Levy Strauss, yeah? Strauss? Yep. Strauss? Claude Levi Strauss. Levi Strauss yep. asked that the Indra, Indira, Indira Gandhi. Gandhi to let his um, students do uh, field work among the Andamanese and she refused. This makes the good PR buoyed by the... Oft, oft yeah, quoted. Oft quoted. Uh, five kilometre exclusion zone. But as we have well heard, small boats of officials can still access the island, um, as can poachers, fishermen, and bullheaded tourists like our. Uh, like our missionary. Missionary, missionary twat. Yeah. <laughs> so the Sentinels have thus far repelled the creep civilization unlike the Jarawa Jarawa who are now faced with infectious disease to which they have no immunity sexual exploitation addiction and pernicious yep. pernicious what's that mean then pernicious means most bad and not much pernicious <laughs> western influence yeah you could argue that they've, they've got this western influence creeping in and it's kind of Changing their way of life, I think, would be the best yeah. way. To I'm going to uh, look up pernicious. Yes, I think I think you should actually. Yeah, I want to know what that word day, means. Yeah. yeah, it seems to be a bit of a thing each week. There's there's a word that we we're all like, 
stumble across One of us quickly looks it up. Ah, that's what it means. How do I spell it? P-R-N-I-C-I-O-U-S. I think it means sort of like insidious. Pernicious meaning. I was thinking insidious. It's a dictionary meaning. Having harmful effect, especially in a gradual or subtle way. The pernicious influences of a mass media. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so... Well, this is why we have the Prime Directive. Well, there are arguments that the sentinels could benefit from modern medicine and agriculture is a red herring, says Vengesqua. What are the so-called fruits of civilization, and what place do tribal groups have in the scheme of things? I'll tell you what the fruits of civilization is. Oh, God. Poison seeds. Here we go. <laughs> Poisoned air in the day. Yeah. We're destroying the planet. We are, but that's our so-called fruit to this civilization. You no, know, your fruit to civilization—the fact that you've got a TV, a laptop, Wi-Fi—that's the fruit of civilization. That's the fruit. That's the bis bits. That's why it's called the fruit. Yeah, but it's rotten. It's got a rotten undercore. It's got it? a rotten core on the outside. What's the point of electricity electricity? in laptops when there's the fucking you can't breathe the air or drink the water? It's the fruits, Mike. It's the fruits, the best bits. I think there's no argument for any benefits towards and they're always on the losing end, just like this guy's saying. They are in this scenario they are. They might just let them go as they are, and you just leave them alone, let them go as they are. Because it's not just a disease, it's like, well... Look what it's done to the tribe that they Look what it's fucked the tribe, we, we give them... We've introduced them to, to the Western things, like alcohol, which they, they might have had their own form of, but we've given them whiskey, and all of a sudden they haven't got to ferment it for months to get pissed. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got addiction, it's... Maybe they didn't have alcohol, it's brought addiction. We give them disease, we, we've... Sex trafficking. Sex trafficking, you know, just leave them be, man, just let them go for it. They're probably happier. Yeah, if they look, if if they really wanted to leave, someone would build a big enough fucking boat with a bit of trial and error. It's human, it's human nature, nature yeah. to explore. Where's this uh, Jarawa tribe from? Jarawa tribe is that why? Right? Similar it's place, a similar sort of region. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay, it's another island, is it? Yeah, there's obviously like some. Uh, I'm gonna say like Adamese. Uh, there's obviously like a chain of islands or some right. or like atolls, and mm. some are inhabited, some aren't. Is that be? Don't go for it. Give them tobacco. Fuck that. Here, have lung disease. You're yeah, right, they might be able to benefit from modern medical care. Give them ganja, yeah. If they <laughs> might have their own version, you know, on island. If they haven't got ganja growing, it's like that. Look, got to give you this. Chuck them some bud. <laughs> and do you know what? That, I, I take back what gift I would give them. You no give PlayStation. Marijuana. I would give them... Bud. And instructions a on how to roll. And a grinder with with a with little pictogram instruction. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. And football. <laughs> you're giving them football, you're giving them bud, I'm giving them... I'm just giving them food and food and what they well, need. Well, they're going to need that for the munchies. So you're going to give yeah. them the food? And Pete's going to give them the full girth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the extra. That's when they're all high, free love and all that. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like a full, full house, isn't it? It's, mm. not, it's not a bad collection of gifts in the end, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That we're going to give them. Well, I'll read this last quote then. There was no benefit to them, says Venkatswa. What it did was open up a world that they did not comprehend. What happens as a result of contact is as a crack in the existing structure that supported them. 
as it opens that crack starts to channel all kinds of things that you can't control what comes through the Jarawa are not in a position to be able to control what comes through and to take what is good and to discard the chaff so they're swallowed up in this huge uncontrollable surge of things that pass through that crack and the crack becomes bigger and engulfs them it's like a tsunami it destroys everything in its path what happens immediately with contact is the use of tobacco the use of betel nuts which I assume is a drug yeah, abuse maybe. of alcohol and sex the fruits of civilization never reach them there will be several generations of suffering before they're able to get a foothold in the fruits of civilization and set the terms of it for themselves because yeah, literally these are a, a completely naive people to our ways of behavior it's like they'd be almost childlike in their understanding of our civilization, the same as we would be in theirs. They'd be overwhelmed, wouldn't they? Like if an alien civilization came down and yeah, yeah, absolutely. They started getting pissed on totally. alien alcohol and space fungi and smoking that, yeah. and getting like a betel nut. get addicted to space fungi. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean astroturf. Yeah. <laughs> you chew it, and it gives you like energy boost. Oh, so it's like a bit um, like an amphetamine then. Yeah. But essentially, yeah, it, it releases adrenaline, feelings of euphoria and well-being. So you just so it, it is a stimulant. It's a speedy kind yeah. of yeah. But you still don't want them having that because they're like just let them be. Just, mm. All the tribes they want to stay. And then there's tribes in the Amazon rainforest. That's the thing that gives them red teeth. Have you ever seen no. that before? No, I haven't. No. Chew on it and they get really red teeth. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. It's the areca nut. It's the seed of the areca palm, which grows in much tropical Pacific, Southeast and South Asia, parts of East Africa. It's commonly referred to as patel nut, not to be confused with patel leaves that are often used. Oh, that'll do. We don't need that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So Some things up then. Any final thoughts? My final thought is just I, I admire their moxie. I admire their their like. Hey, let's take this free ship. It's interesting that that's a common trait in humanity. Let's take this free shit and threaten them at the same time. Give us more free shit. So basically, it was like, we think, in, in my mind, right, we think we're giving them free shit as like a gesture, and they're pointing bows and arrows at us, and they're thinking they're robbing us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like they're almost holding us hostage in mm. their eyes. Yeah. It's like, we're putting our arrows and they're throwing us food. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Because you got to look at it from their point of view. They've got no concept of... Uh, of how big Earth is at all. And maybe that yeah. is why that is their go-to reaction yeah. when someone turns up. They just start shooting at them because we're going to get stuff. We're shooting, we're going to get stuff. Oh, we only got a, a funny black little book with gold lettering on the front. Oh, <laughs> that was a waste this time, wasn't it, eh? Like, yeah. <laughs> he pisses me off, actually, that dude. He does. It's just, just sheer arrogance. Now, do you think he was actually killed? Or do you think he was taken back? And now do you think they're all Jesus-loving... Uh, no, they saw his body. They, 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 Did they? Yeah, they, they saw his body on the beach, pierced through with arrows. They said he. They said they saw him get. Yeah, hit they took the body. Of, they they the took forest. the body away. Yeah, I'm, I reckon they killed him. It's very unlikely because he's going to communicate with them. Yeah, but if he had the Lord Jesus looking over him, surely he was saved. Well, I do love the irony of that because <laughs> it assumes that he he wasn't. Jesus was napping at that time. Must have been. He was uh, elsewhere, like, obviously. Yeah. yeah, he was probably visiting all them cancer kids that his dad gave terminal illness to. I think it's... So God's plan. 
Yeah, yeah. I think it's clear. Best thing, leave them alone. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, anyway. I mean, all right, drop off the food. And you know, weirdly, I don't agree with giving them the plastic. I don't know why. He just smacks it like that stuff. I know it's never going to break. So just let them carry on with what they've been using. You know, don't take, don't give them everything. Just drop off some food for them now and yeah. again. Make their lives a bit easier. Because that's all they're concerned about. Yeah. Eating, but fucking and living. If you think about it, at that point though, plastic was the shit, isn't it? Oh yeah, so yeah absolutely. It was, it was the shit, so it was like, look what we can do. Look at this. Yeah, you know I, I get where you're coming from. Because I can understand And that. everything's plastic, you know, everything's plastic. Know, and now we're smothering ourselves. We're yeah. smothering ourselves yeah. with it. Claire, final thoughts? Leave them alone, leave them be. Leave them be. Yeah, I that in it, really. That's let it. it be, let it be, isn't it? Was, is it the no, yeah. Let it be, yeah, yeah. The, you mean the um, McCartney-agram. Mm. <laughs> Olympic opening ceremonies, weddings, bar mitzvahs, yeah. anyone that'll pay enough money, do you know what I'm saying, let it be. Mm. Pete, it. any final thoughts? Yeah, just echoing your guys' thoughts, really, on that. Leave them be, let them get on with it. They've survived 60,000 years, let them hopefully survive another 60 yeah, yeah why do you not? know what I mean? That's it, end like, of. That'll be climate change that they've got to contend with. Yeah, well, they're all right, their island's risen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what was that, what yeah. was that tribe <laughs> in the Black Panther called? Place the Wakandans. That, you never know, it could just be one of them. Could be Wakanda for all we know. They yeah. might, actually, yeah, that's a valid book. They might come out with their bows and arrows waving their dicks, but behind that jungle line, they've got a really advanced civilization. Maybe that's what UFOs are. <laughs> maybe, they're, maybe they're the reason for yes, UFOs. They yeah. are the UFO givers. Yes, yeah, maybe maybe flying saucers as well as these guys. Who yes. knows? It's we usually the beast, like the primitive idiots. Yeah, so that's we're, we're, we turn up throwing them coconuts and they're just like, cheers, we love you, coconuts. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, <laughs> but then they just go back in the jungle. They just pull a lever and it uh, opens, the, the fucking UFO just come through <laughs> and just fly off. So that's my final thought. Mm. They're the ones responsible for all the UFOs. There you go. Oh, <laughs> I love it. And on that bombshell. And that bombshell. Let's end the show. I've been Ben. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Facebook. Uh, you can get all the links to the episodes and everything on there. I'm cutting the bottle in the post the apocalypse on Facebook. And we are cutting the bottle in the PTA on SoundCloud. You can find us on most platforms, to be fair. We're about, if you don't want SoundCloud. And YouTube, YouTube Apocalypse Ball. Don't join a cult. And don't join the Flavor Aid. I've been Mike, thanks for listening, peace out, may the force be with you. I've been Claire, keep an open mind, but not so open that it spills out your ears. I've been Pete, aim high, shoot low. I'd just like to finish on now that social distancing and stuff in England has finished, you can form a shield wall if you wish. 